And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we are back. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of the Startup Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conaway, founder and CEO of Innovate Her KSC. And I got to tell you about our very, very special episode sponsors today. I know you hear about them a lot, but it's because they are absolutely, absolutely worth it. Today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by Fullscale.io. Fullscale knows that hiring software developers is difficult, and they can help you build a software team quickly and affordably. They have a platform that will help you manage that team. Visit Fullscale.io to learn more. And we we certainly love Fullscale around the Startup Hustle uh, hallways. They help us out. They keep us going. And they are, have an amazing, amazing team that helps us promote this show. So got to love them. I also have to love today's guest. I'm very, very excited and honored to invite Veronica Beso here with us today. Veronica is founder and CEO of Ambrosia, uh, as well as a thought leader in the the wellness space. We're going to be talking about all kinds of fun things, particularly because I think this particular guest has a a little bit of a focus on women, which I think you all know I like that. It's one of my favorite things. So welcome to the show, Veronica. Thank you so much for being here. It's it's so great to see you. Hi, Lauren. It's so great to be here. I'm very excited about this conversation. And yeah, so a little bit about myself. Uh, as you can probably tell from my accent, I'm from Italy. I come from a small town, uh, Verona, which is between Venice and Milan. Probably many of you know it Isn't for Romeo and Juliet. And Juliet? Yeah. yeah, exactly, right? We know Verona. Yeah, right? We Verona where we lay our seed. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I spent there like almost 20 years of my life. After that, I moved to London to pursue basically a master in international marketing as well as business. And I started working actually for a few publications, and uh, in the fashion and luxury industry. And, and, you know, all of this was before social media and Instagram. So basically, I had the chance to travel very often to cover Fashion Week and to write about it. And while I was traveling, you know, that was such an eye-opener. And, you know, it, it gave me the opportunity to see many different places, um, get in touch with different cultures, different people. And basically, I started writing about uh, my travels, my diaries. And that's how I created my content platform called Ronnie Spirit, which was focused on solo female travelers. And, and that gave me definitely great opportunities um, to work with different hospitality brands um, and also to travel and live in different places like Amsterdam, Berlin, ultimately New York, where I moved actually seven years ago. Um, long story short, I started a, a corporate job for a travel magazine. That was actually my last uh, corporate gig that I had. And, you know, then the pandemic happened. And that was a really big eye-opener in a way. I always wanted to have my own business. Uh, I always felt there was an, an entrepreneur in my heart. And I was like, okay, this is like the right time to do it, you know. 
Uh, again, wellness and beauty have always been a big passion of mine. I've always been a, an avid consumer. And also during my travel, I always love to, to see and understand where women and, you know, different cultures were focused on in wellness and beauty. And on the other side, I've always been a, uh, a fan of subscription boxes. And uh, so that's why I took the, the leap and I decided, okay, let's start my own business. And I founded Ambrosia. Uh, basically, it got launched uh, this past June, and it's our wellness subscription box. And yeah, and we are actually about to launch the second box, you know. So it has definitely been... Well, so I, yeah. I want to back it up just a little yeah. bit. And I want to ask you, you know, what what do you love most about travel? Because I want to talk about your core, yeah. like who you are, Veronica. Yeah. Uh, travel, I think, is definitely one of the best experiences any human can have, you know. Uh, it's so enriching in so ma- on so many different levels, you know. Um, and it really depends on what you like and want, what you want to do. It's like a, a blank canvas in a way, you know. Uh, particularly for me, uh, I use travel actually to express my, my passions and see what I really like in different places that go, of course, beyond like, the, you know, architecture, history uh, and all of that, but literally to get in touch with people, with their cuisine, again, their beauty habits, wellness, uh, you know, understanding uh, how women, um, you know, behave or, you know, they're like accepted in the different cultures and places. That's definitely like, the best yeah. thing, I guess, or for me at least. Oh, yeah. Well, and, I love that. and I'm I'm curious. So, what? Mm-hmm. Tell us, tell us about an interesting beauty tradition that you found or encountered on your travels. Yeah, you know, when I travel, I have many setup meetings that were like with, with bigger brands and all of that. But surprisingly enough, and I think that's a very common thing, is actually the experience that I had that they were not planned in a way. So, for example, going to a soak in Marrakesh and they interact with, you know, uh, those small stands that they have and, you know, discover or, like, get familiar with their perfumeries and, you know, their uh, different creams and ingredients they use uh, along with their amount, for example. Uh, you know, or even, like, going to Thailand to several beauty parlors. You know, it, it was definitely very enriching and, and nice. And also to see... Uh, that many of these businesses were run by by women. That that, that was definitely great. Well, and I, I love the fact, I, I find that, at least in my experience mm-hmm. with traveling, it, it, it unites people. Like, it's exactly. so interesting uh-huh. to me that you have all of these different cultures that are very, very different. And and yet we all have come to our own understanding of beauty and, and women across the world for, you know, millennia have engaged in beauty and health and fitness regimes. And I mean, that's just really cool. Like yeah. there's something inherent in human nature, you know, we want to make things prettier. And and yeah. I, I just, I find that really, really interesting. So yeah. you know, I, I absolutely love that story. Yeah. Well, so you mentioned that you... You kind of you 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 started Ambrosia. Mm-hmm. What was the I guess inciting incident, or what was the inspiration? You know, I I love sub- subscription boxes. We talked mm-hmm. about that before we even hopped on the recording section of our chat today, and I I, I love them. But what made what drew you to them specifically? Yeah, so, you know, I think the inspiration moment came during the pandemic, as I mentioned, because, you know, it was uh, very much a time for everybody that was pretty stressful. And, you know, everything uh, happened around your house in a way. And it was specifically hard for women, you know, our house 
became our office, the place we live, if you have children also where you have to homeschool them and everything. Uh, And so that's why Ambrosia felt like a mission to me uh, to be an opportunity, an invitation for women to take time for themselves anytime that they receive the box and and literally, you know, uh, indulge in these uh, new finds in beauty and wellness that they will in a way, encourage themselves, again, to take moments of me time, you know. I think that nowadays we always think about wellness and beauty as something that is like a luxury or something that we need to deserve, when actually it needs to be like a daily ritual. It needs to be something that we integrate in our life with with small little habits that we can integrate. You know, it, it doesn't really take a lot of time to just switch off and like do a face mask or, you know, put some cream on your face or whatever. And, and that's what we really want to do as a mission with Ambrosia, to, to invite women to relax and indulge and find time for themselves, uh, which, which is really important. It's unbelievable how little things make such a difference in your daily it life. It really does. It, well, and, you know, nowadays, I, I don't know, you know what it's like globally, but here in the States anyway, like we, we've started talking about self-care and mm-hmm. mental health and prioritizing yourself. And and so you're really Ambrosia is bringing self care to the people, you know, to the to these very very busy people, uh, and and that that has to be such a blessing. Have you heard from any customers who love what you're doing, who are are, are grateful? I imagine mm-hmm. you have, but this is your time to brag on yourself a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's always nice to hear that. You know, I'm a perfectionist by nature, which is. Also pretty bad. I'm gonna have to so say. So many entrepreneurs out there are there. Like I yeah. feel like next to like entrepreneurs, you should also have perfectionist in the yeah. dictionary. Like yeah. I know it'll be out of order, but it just fits. I know. <laughs> so you know, literally from the inception to the execution of the Ambrosia box, I wanted everything to be perfect or at least in line with what I wanted a subscription box to be, you know. Uh, as I mentioned, I, I subscribe in the past to many subscription boxes around. But some of them I thought, to be frankly, you know, pretty repetitive. They were very commercial or more some sort of sponsorship opportunity for brands. And they didn't have the wow factor that we implemented, actually, uh, with Ambrosia Box, you know. Uh, so for each box, we have, it's first of all quarterly, so we have four per year. Uh, we have four full-size products, and that's, that's a big distinction, actually, for traditional boxes, which are um, usually, uh, you know, with sample or travel size products. And for us, sustainability and quality is really crucial, you know. Uh, so, again, we chose, like, full-size products because that's uh, that reduces, in a way, uh, you know, a waste of packaging. Uh, we uh, partner with an incredible um, packaging company that basically, uh, they create these uh, packaging boxes. They're not the traditional cardboard boxes, but they're made of a specific uh, plastic, in a way, and so through a QR code that you, uh, you find inside the box, you can return them to one oh, of their, uh, yeah, to one of their drop-off location, which is generally led by UPS. And basically that contributes to circular economy. So many other e-commerces and businesses can then reuse these boxes. So sure. that's definitely great. And it took a lot of time actually to find something different because let's say that, you know, we receive so many packages in our daily life so often yeah. and, you know, very very cyclical and definitely uh earth conscious you know you're very thoughtful in the the what you have put into this box what how do you curate the products 
Yeah, so it's, you know, a lot of curiosity, uh, you know, research again, um, being knowledgeable also of the trends and the industry. So obviously subscribing to many industry, uh, you know, magazines, going to, going to uh, you know, uh, industry shows uh, all over, you know, networking with different groups uh, and also, you know, social media. Um, you, can see, you can find uh, different and new brands. Uh, so in in different ways, I would say, and uh, the response has been incredible, also from brands in a way, because I think they they saw, um, you know, we just launched basically the box in June, the first one, and now we are about to launch the second one uh, in the next couple of days, so in mid uh, September, and you know, uh, many brands have come to us as well because we work um, predominantly with women-led businesses that are also small. And so they're not out in the biggest marketplaces like Ulta, Sephora or Amazon. And yeah. uh, so, you know, we are like a community in a way. We help each other and we we are all, you know, um, entrepreneurs and small businesses are starting or like, you know, uh, or they have started like for a few years. So it's definitely great um, to, you know, help each other, support each other and uh, get to know all the wonderful brands that are out there. That again, maybe you don't find them generally in bigger places, but they are incredibly high quality uh, with great values behind the great founders. And we love the fact that we can put them on display on our ambrosia boxes because, again, we want to create this wow factor to our uh, subscribers and, you know, consumers. And the response has been really great. You know, as I said before, you know, uh, I wanted to create something great. But it's always like surprising in a way to hear that, that people love it, you know. So I receive great feedback from, especially from people that you don't even know, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that's our uh, journey, basically. Well, I I love that. And so you you have the box. You're about to launch another one. That's really, really yeah. exciting. Yeah. I wanna, I, again, I kind of want to pull us back just a mm-hmm. little bit. And I want to ask, how do you engage in self-care? I, I, yeah. I feel like you're going to have a lot of really good ideas since you think about this so often. Yeah. You know, uh, small things, I would say, generally. And, and again, uh, I think, you know, generally, there, there is this idea in the beauty and wellness space that you need to keep up with all different trends. Uh, and, and what we definitely don't want to create is this sort of wellness or beauty fatigue where you're always running to, you know, discover or try the latest trend. But yeah. for us, it's more like enjoy you know, whatever you have, whatever makes you feel happy uh, through obviously our ambrosia boxes. We are here to curate them for you and to give you a certain feeling, especially because our boxes also have uh, like a specific theme that connects also to like a sensation or a feeling. So for example, the first one was around the theme of wonder. This next one is uh, around the theme of uh, nourish. And, and, and along to the curation with the, of the products, we also um, basically work with illustrators uh, that they create an um, intention card for us and a tote bag that, again, have this, uh, this role of encouraging, uh, you know, subscribers to reflect on the theme and express themselves, you know. So it could be a really small ritual. For me, uh, I'm really methodical in a way. So, you know, when I when I wake up, I do my skincare routine. Uh, when I go to bed, I, I do that again. But, you know, it's like simple things. It's not like a yeah. two hour uh, or whatever. But it could, it could also be like, I don't know, I had meetings all day and I just want to have a mask. Or, 
uh, I'm just gonna get like a manicure or I'm just gonna even go like for a 10 minute walk you know it doesn't need to be uh, materialistic in a way this idea of self-care or it could also be uh, okay I have my intention card uh, you know, we always have like a question that literally wants you to, to reflect on a topic and, you know, on the back, writing like an intention. So literally small yeah. things help. Uh, it doesn't need to be, again, this chase of the latest trend. And uh, it's more a feeling rather than an idea of looking in a certain way. You know, that's definitely what, what we want to spread with our wellness rocks. Yeah, well, I I love that. And I love that you found ways to integrate this so seamlessly into your life. Like, I mean, like you said, like it doesn't have to be this big thing that disrupts your life. It can just be like a, a very simple act. Yeah. Now, one of the things that I have that I've noticed, and it's something that I kind of think about is, you know, when we think about beauty and we think about self-care and we think about health and wellness, often we think about women. Uh, Mm -hmm. particularly that beauty piece, that self-care piece. Like I can't tell you how many articles I have in my face all the time from the women's Mm -hmm. publications that I follow that are like, do self-care, do it, do it, do it. But what we don't talk about very often is self-care and how how men can engage in self-care easily. And so I'm going to ask you as an experty expert, can you give our guys in the audience at home a little little guidance there? Like what are some ways that they can engage in self-care? Because they're they're not necessarily going to run out and get a mani pedi although if that is something that you want to do heck yeah do it because we ladies we like those groomed nails and toes for sure mm-hmm. but what are some ways that men can engage in self-care yeah that's really actually you know, an interesting question because i think as you said there is this idea that men are not really into wellness or self-care or beauty but actually from an industry perspective uh, data have shown that uh, actually, you know, men, you know, like to take care of themselves, you know, they like, you know, creams as much as women, they're probably less outspoken about that. Yeah. Uh, but they are, they definitely, you know, they're pretty vain, I think. <laughs> At least the men yeah, well, in my I life, right? I know if it's, if it's vanity. <laughs> no, but, you know, exactly. I feel like, because I know that when I, you know, put effort mm-hmm. into my appearance, which I, which I mm-hmm. certainly have not done today, and poor Veronica had to see it. Oh, it's not true. When, when I put in effort <laughs> into my my appearance, when I do my hair, when I'm dressed, it doesn't even have to be like fancy ball gown or anything, but no. when I'm dressed in clothes that I feel comfortable in and I think I look good in. I always feel more confident Better. and I yeah. feel it, it's not just a physical thing though. It's a mental thing. Like, honestly, that's kind of how I arm myself to do mm-hmm. hard things or go into tough meetings. You know, yeah. I got to make sure that I look polished, that I feel strong and how I look and how I feel. Yeah. And then I can walk in and I can go and kick ass. Right. Yeah. So I, I love yeah. that you're finding mm-hmm. that men engage in self-care and as an industry expert, you know, I'm just dealing with anecdotal data. So yeah. thank you for that. Yeah, of course. And, you know, I also noticed like in my life, you know, uh, maybe even my husband, he wouldn't necessarily buy a cream, but then he would use mine, you know, <laughs> or if I do <laughs> like a, a face mask, he would be like, what about me? You know, I don't, so. I don't know, man. Sometimes <laughs> my, my beauty care products, like uh, particularly as my age, they're getting more and more expensive. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't know how happy I would feel about that. No. And uh, and actually, what we have noticed also among our subscribers is that many men purchase, you know, the box for their, the women on their life, but also they're using products. So it has been reported back by, you know, this community of women that we have that even, you know, guys like it. So, you know, again, we want to be 
uh, as inclusive as we can. Like it's literally a box from any, for anybody, especially because, you know, there's less distinction right now of products are like merely for women versus for men, you know, as yeah. long as you have quality ingredients uh, and, you know, quality products, they are pretty much universal. So sure. sure. Well, well, thank you for that. And mm-hmm. I, 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 like I said, like, I just, it, it's always so interesting to me because I, as you said, I, you know, I had this perception and, you know, seeing that the data kind of defies that makes me really happy. And I'm glad yeah. that more and more people are coming to an understanding of the importance of self-care. Now, really quick, I, it would definitely be a bet. It would be terrible if I didn't tell you about somebody else that takes care of you, mm-hmm. somebody else that can take care of you. And that's full scale. Finding expert software developers doesn't have to be difficult, especially when you visit fullscale.io. You can build a software team quickly and affordably. They have a platform you can use to define your technical needs, see what available developers, testers, and leaders are ready to join your team. They make it so easy. And I've actually, I've actually talked to some full-scale clients, and their their feedback has always been just remarkable how happy they are with the service they receive from the full-scale team. I just I love it. That whole team is amazing. Visit fullscale.io to learn more. Friends, we are here with Veronica Bezo. She is founder and CEO of Ambrosia. And we are ta- we're talking about self-care and we're talking about subscription boxes. And I want to get back into s- subscription boxes because mm-hmm. I feel like it's such an interesting revenue model and it's such a fun and inventive way to put products into the hands of people and expose people to new brands and new new companies and new names and new products. What is your favorite? Do you have like a favorite box that you've put out? Um, so we have, you know, one out right now, launching the second one in a few days. But okay. we have already like planned out like a schedule. Right, is uh, there one the that next. you're particularly looking forward uh, to? I always say the next one. So the the one that still have to be invented, you know. And I that was also that. that was also my answer with all my travels when people are like, Oh, what's your favorite, you know, place that you visited or travels? I'm always like the next one, the, the one that still have to happen, you know. You know, uh it's hard to choose, you know. Obviously, uh I personally curated them with, with my team, of course. Uh but I love all the products that we have. You know, I can be like, okay, I love the first one because it was like my first baby. I love the second one because it's the second one. But then, you know, how can I not love them all? You know, so. <laughs> okay. I, I I will take that as an answer because I feel, yeah, like you're kind of birthing your babies to the world. So yeah. I, I will take that as an answer. Absolutely. Tell us, tell us more about the process because I feel like we probably have some listeners mm-hmm. right now who are thinking to themselves I want to start a subscription box yeah. and I want to make sure that uh that I do it the right way so what what is the right way I mean you've talked a lot about being in te- very intentional about mm-hmm. packaging choice and product choice and messaging uh you know and so so talk to us a little bit about that if you were one of our listeners and you had never mm-hmm. You hadn't started a subscription box, but you wanted to. What are some of the things that you've learned along the way that that might help our friends at home? Absolutely. So first of all, I would say understand truly like your industry that that you want to be in, you know, whether it's like, you know, food, beauty, wellness, you know, there are really millions of subscription boxes out there. So understand the market, uh, your competitors, and also who your audience is going to be. So those are like... Generally, you know, the, the trifecta of any business, I would say, or, you know, branding. Uh, but 
even more importantly for, for a subscription box since there is a lot of competition out there. Um, second, you know, uh, try to be organized on an operation and logistic perspective. And that definitely means also do a lot of, you know, errors down the line because then interp- every entrepreneur entrepreneurs does that. Uh, you know, you learn by doing things in a way, uh, which is great. Yeah. Uh, you definitely need to have a strong, uh, you know, e-commerce, like a platform uh, to track your orders and everything. Um, and, you know, again, you learn by doing things. So I would say every day you get, you get better, you know. Uh, and again, as I said, uh, being a perfectionist, I always wanted to have like answers in advance, you know, even before launching. But certain answers yeah. are actually coming, um, you know, while you're doing things. Uh, and, you know, be gentle with yourself generally, you know, being an entrepreneur is very exciting. Uh, it's great for me, at least I, I love it, but, you know, it's also challenging. So again, um, you have to be gentle with yourself and give yourself time to learn make mistakes and get better. Uh, and, you know, again, for subscription boxes, you know, I would say um, branding in terms of audience, understand your market, get ready logistically and in terms of operation, um, join as many, um, you know, networks as you can, you know, um, yeah. like industry shows, you know, uh, there are so many different platforms online as well that you can join where they could have also tutorials or guidelines on how to do like a subscription box. Those are incredibly he- helpful. Um, and then, you know, just have fun, you know, uh, curating something oh, is great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, to me, what was really helpful is having a, like a background in fashion and uh, publishing. I, I'm literally using like the same calendar that we will use like to, you know, publish like a magazine. So you definitely need to be like ahead of the game in, in plan at least like six months in advance or so. Um, because, you know, every it, it, a subscription box is a cycle. You know, you have the time in which you choose your uh, products and then you, you need to create like a web page or like all the marketing material that goes around it, the promotional part, and then it needs to be out and you, you need to be ready to ship and, you know, customer service and all of that. And then it repeats itself infinity with all the boxes so yeah so being prepared and organized is definitely helpful yeah for sure well and i want to ask you know we we talked a little bit about what it's like when things go right you know when customers Mm -hmm. are clamoring for your product what happens when things go wrong what what if someone doesn't like something that was in their box yeah um so uh, we haven't had this scenario yet but it could happen. you're very very good at curating no, no <laughs> but, you know i'm saying we are also the beginning so i don't want to be uh, so arrogant to say everything is perfect you know it may be that you have different preferences you know first of all it's great to have like feedback generally from mm, from customers and also understanding where uh, their dislike towards something comes from like is this like a specific fragrance or, you know, uh, is it like the consistency, the texture is like really asking uh, what didn't you like? And, you know, dialogue is crucial for customer service, you know. Yeah. And, and again, uh, whenever you subscribe to subscription box, obviously the wow and surprise factor, it's part of the game. So also be open to products that you wouldn't expect in a way. Uh, but, you know, obviously, if there is like a product that you really hate, uh, what I would do generally probably, I don't know, maybe give you a gift in the next box in a way or, you know, like to please you. 
uh, obviously, if there's a product that is damaged or uh, broken, we can definitely replace that. Uh, but, you know, I think it needs to be like a win-win situation. So on one side, the subscribers need to understand that uh, you, you need to be open to the discovery process of getting new products that are vetted by us and as our trusted subscription box, you know. Yeah. Uh, the new finds you will have are good you know and they are obviously high quality and and you know the good thing about subscription boxes is also accessibility because you know you have like a box with four products they cost definitely much less in comparison to what you would pay if you want full size products exactly individually so you know there's also that to think of um but again if it's something that you're like oh i hate it or whatever uh you know it's always great to have feedback uh, and then take it from there and see what you can do. You know, obviously yeah. you can't make happy everybody. You know, it's very similar like to when you go to a restaurant, you know, you may choose something on the menu. You may not like it, but even if you didn't like it, are you going to leave the restaurant without paying for... Right, right. Well, and the person yeah. sitting next to you might love it because taste yeah. is very subjective yeah. and everybody exactly. has different stuff that they're looking uh, for. So so that makes sense. I'm I'm curious though, for folks who I feel like... And, and I, I'm asking for you to correct a misconception if if you need to. But I feel like part of the novelty of subscription boxes is the surprise factor. Like mm-hmm. you never really know what you're going to get and you get to kind of explore and you get to try new things. And so I feel like maybe like not liking a product in the box, like that's just the cost of doing business. Mm-hmm. You know, when you take a chance like that, you know, not such a big deal if there's something in there that you're just not in love with. But is is that true? Like, is, is it kind of like unwrapping a birthday present uh, for customers? Is that the feedback you're hearing? Yeah, uh, so far, yes. And as a, you know, subscription, you know, consumer as well, in the past, it has always been like that. Even, you know, the idea that you receive something that you need to unwrap, you know, literally our tagline is unwrap, indulge, care. So Ooh. we want to have literally this idea, you have a gift all for yourself, you know, just take time for yourself, you know, lo- lock the door behind you and just enjoy it, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would say uh, generally the wow factor is really uh, important, this idea of discovery and, you know, trust as well, as I mentioned before, that you're in good hands with us and we are definitely going to give you the best dates out there and that probably you don't know about these products yet. Yeah. All right. Well, so next up on on our list of questions, uh, I'm really, I want to delve into your story a little bit more. And so I'm (laughs) going to ask you as a founder, what has been the greatest challenge that you've had to navigate as you have attempted to build this business? Yeah. So I would say generally is like being on the right mindset, you know, uh, which means for me letting go of my perfectionism in a way. So to be like, it's fine to make mistakes. So if things are not perfect 100% as you want them to be, just do it, you know, and uh, surf the wave in a way. And, and also let it go in a way, you know, letting go of your fears or, you know, um, all the... Um, uh, not, not the problems, problems w- wouldn't be the right word, but all the worries you may have or so you, you know, when you're like an entrepreneur, just, uh, you know, do it. So, yeah. so basically pretty much was training myself and my mind to be in this, uh, on this state of mind and attitude to be like, just do it. Obviously, you know, 
any entrepreneurs out there, they know what, what it means to build something from the ground up. And, uh, you know, you literally give everything you have, but sometimes you always, you're like kind of doubting yourself or so. So I would say literally letting yourself go of your worries or, you know, uh, second guessing yourself or what you're doing and letting go specifically of perfectionism if it's something that you generally have. Yeah. Um, and you learn by doing things, as I mentioned before. And there's, there's no greater school than that, you know, like to be very empirical uh, yeah. of what you're doing. What was your biggest win? Uh, I don't know, because uh, I don't know. I had a really <laughs> like a big win. Just launching is a huge <laughs> yeah, win, for exactly. sure. So, so I would say even just, you know, uh, to have the box out there receiving like feedback, you know, to have even small things like, oh, the website look exactly as I want it to look or like everything is going smoothly, you know, <laughs> it's not falling yeah. apart. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, it's it's in such a, yeah, we're such in a early stage that uh, there's a lot of excitement. Uh, yeah, for and, sure. Yeah. But, you know, uh, being also very ambitious, I, I can't really say we have reached like a big win yet. We had a lot of excitement by, you know, influencers, feedback from clients. And that's actually probably, I would say, a great win, you know, yeah. um, many opportunities to be out there and get the word out uh, of Ambrosia. Uh, yeah, I would say those. Yeah. OK. How did you come up with the name Am Ambrosia? Yeah, so uh, I definitely love the definition of ambrosia in the sense that, you know, in Greek mythology, it was definitely considered like the nectar of the gods and something that if you will take, you will become immortal in a way. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I, I like the meaning of, of the word for two different reasons. So one way, I think, you know, especially mythology was considered one of the most luxurious and most uh, sustainable um, you know, um, ingredients out there. And so that definitely uh, connects to our idea of having great quality uh, brands and products as well, you know, sustainability at the core of our business uh, in terms of, again, you know, quality, packaging and all of that. And, and secondly, because we want, you know, our uh, subscribers to feel like goddesses and gods when they try our products and to give this sense of immortality in a way. Oh, I love that. So much symbolism. And well, and I like the word ambrosia. Like, it's just fun to say. So yeah, well I done, have... marketing team. And well <laughs> done, Veronica. Well done. Thank uh, you. <laughs> so tell, tell us this. What do you see? You know, you've, you've mentioned that you're in early stages. And that's always a really, really exciting time. But mm -hmm. I'm sure that as a founder, you have, you have a vision. Mm -hmm. you know, what what is the the kind of longer term maybe like the five-year plan or the like what do you hope to see come out of ambrosia over the course of the next few years i love this question so uh we definitely want to be uh the a leading subscription box in the u.s market uh, specifically in the wellness and beauty space so that's definitely the main goal you know we want to be a recognizable name and brand out there be true to our values and, you know, to what we want to do for our subscribers and, and customers. And, and then, uh, you know, that would probably be on the five-year, you know, run. If I have to think about seven or 10 years, we would definitely, I would definitely love to expand geographically uh, in Europe. You know, being from Italy, I would love to have like an office there and, and have an operation, you know, uh, in Europe and expand over there. You know, I think that 
Europe is a great market. You know, they're definitely very mindful when it comes to sustainability, uh, you know, beauty and wellness as well. They're yeah. a little bit behind in terms of, you know, e-commerces uh, because I think they still prefer like brick and mortar experiences. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I see there is an interest. So that would be uh, another move. And then another expansion, and that can be also in the shorter term as well, would be to move uh, more towards like experiential opportunities as well. So create like wellness events or retreats. Uh, so it's not just about, you know, the products and the physicality, what you find inside the box, but it will be more, you know, traveling to certain places and have yeah. an overall holistic wellness experience. I cannot even imagine the kind of swag that Ambrosia <laughs> would give out at a wellness retreat because you have all the cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sign me up. I'm addicted yep. to conference swag, by the way. Like, it's really weird. <laughs> I have like 20,000 different kinds of phone chargers and stuff like that because I collect this stuff wherever I go. But man, an Ambrosia conference? Ooh, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> Can you I have mean, a breakout session that's like, hey, time to get into the bathtub, do your bath bomb. <laughs> that would be great. I'm ready. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I love it. Well, so I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you the human question and you are actually unique, Veronica. Mm -hmm. you, you, when I ask the human question, I, I really usually only have one in my head and I kind of, you know, think about it and pop it out there on a whim when it, but you, I have like five that I want to answer and I'm not going to, or I, I want an answer to, but I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm going to ask one, but like, I was like, I could ask her, where's your favorite place to travel? What's your favorite beauty pro? Like there were all of these questions <laughs> in my head that I was like, uh -huh. I'm gonna ask that. All right. What I'm going to ask, I mean, I think I'm going to ask the travel question mm -hmm. and I'm going to say money is no object. You mm -hmm. can travel anywhere in the world you can spend any kind of money you can do whatever you want where are you going and who are you taking oh that's so hard i know i know because <laughs> you know the world is so beautiful you know, I know. so um <laughs> so i'm just gonna go with my instinct and tell you like the first thing that comes to mind i would probably say like a tour in asia okay. so like japan china india so let's say maybe spending like four months there and I will take my husband and yeah, my family. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that you would take your husband. That's a good sign. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so is there any experience that you would want to have in particular on this tour of Asia? Um, no, not really. Like, you know, I would just go with the flow in a way. I, I'm a big planner. Uh, yeah. But, you know, generally my rules of traveling are like, you know, obviously exploring. So do any, you know, all the main sightseeing generally. Um, I'm a big foodie when I travel, uh, get in touch with the culture uh, and literally like getting lost in the places is the best thing you can do. So Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I love those days like on travel when you kind of feel like a local like mm -hmm. you're like I didn't do anything that was tourist trappy today. I, I lived like a local. That's like one of yeah. my favorite things. Yeah. All right. Well, I gotta tell you, this has been super fun. And not only am I inspired to sign up for it in an Ambrosia box, but I am also I still want to start my own subscription box. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, and Go for I it. Do, 
I'm going to put this offer out here and then I'm going to bug you about it as soon as we hit like hit the record button and stop recording. But, you know, I actually happen to know a lot of women owned brands. If you would ever like to chat, I would be, I would love to chat with you about that. We have a whole bunch of members of Innovate Her KC that would love to be featured in a box and they have beautiful products. <laughs> Absolutely. I would love that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, thank, just thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Um, you have an inspiring story and I have loved getting to getting to hear it. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Laura. And this is this was great. Good, good. I'm so, so glad. Uh, and you know what else is great, friends? Because you knew that I had to tell you about the greatness of full scale. If you need to hire software engineers, testers, or leaders, FullScale can definitely help. They have the people and the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts. They do it all day long, and they are really, really, really good at it. When you visit FullScale.io, all you need to do is answer a few questions and then let the platform match you up with fully vetted, highly experienced software engineers, testers, and leaders. At FullScale, they specialize in building long-term teams that work only for you. Learn more when you visit FullScale.io. Friends also want to point you to our top startups episodes. These are actually my favorite, favorite episodes to record. No offense, Veronica, I loved recording with you, but in these episodes, Matt DeCourcy and I, we go all over the country and we, ta we, we target cities and we learn about the amazing startups in them. So keep an eye out for top startups. Uh, I, we just did, we actually have St. Louis coming up. We've done, let me see who, who else have we done? We've done Phoenix. We've done just cities all across the country. So definitely keep an ear out for those. We love sharing those stories with you and learning about the inventive, disruptive new startups out there. Another thing that we love, friends, we love that you keep on coming back and listening to us week after week. We are extraordinarily grateful that you listen to us as we help tell founder stories. We invite you to keep coming back. Give us a listen. We will catch you on the flip side. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.